It's a different show today. We've got almost a full hour for you here of Bulls Meet. We'll split it into three segments. We'll go football first, basketball second, and then golf and soccer third as, of course, on the football side of things, always a very informative press conference with Jeff Scott. But even more than that, the players were tremendous. Two of the newly named captains, Meech Harris alongside of Mikaela Point. So that's coming up in this segment. Yeah, it was the first day of basketball practice Tuesday. So not only my observations from both, but also head coach Brian Gregory spoke to the media as well right there in the Selman Athletic Center after the football press conference was over. And then in our third segment, the golf team was in the running for another second place finish to start off the fall season. Ended up settling for fourth in a 14-team field, but still very, very good stuff so far from Steve Bradley's group. Also an update on how the women are faring out in Colorado. And oh yeah, a war on I-4 to broadcast tonight on USF Bulls Unlimited. The first war on I-4 of the season on the men's soccer side of things. I was remembering the last war on I-4 was in baseball at the American Athletic Conference Championship, of course. So it has been a while, and it'll resume tonight, and I'm sure it'll be intense. And if you can't make it to Corbett Soccer Stadium, we'll have it for you on USF Bulls Unlimited. Now, to begin his press conference, Jeff Scott said a lot of the things that he had said on the football radio show, so we won't repeat those. But one thing that a lot of people are looking at with the Bulls right now is having to deal with SMU's offense and their quarterback, Tanner Mordecai. And we'll get to that in just a little bit because the Bulls' secondary is so dinged up, that's a big issue. But SMU also has a pretty good defense. It gets into that and sort of from there into the progress of the team so far four games in. Uh, defensively, uh, they're only giving up about 23 points a game. They're top 20 uh, in the country uh, in red zone defense. They've created eight turnovers on defense. They're very aggressive. Um, uh, they're very deep. That's one thing I would say is kind of studying their roster offensively and defensively. I think they're going to be a good case study for us because maybe where they were uh, five years ago is probably similar to where we are right now from a, a depth standpoint. And, um, you know, they've, they've done a, an excellent job. Coach Dykes has done an excellent job. He and his staff over the last four and five years. And, you know, just looking at their depth chart, it's just amazing how many guys they have at each position. And um, so there's, they've definitely uh, earned what they've done uh, this year. So, uh, you know, for us, uh, it's just yet another uh, challenge uh, going on the road. And, you know, the big thing I told our guys is we just have to stay, you know, focused on the inside out and not worry about, uh, anything on the outside, really, we just got to be focused on improving ourselves. And I think as a head coach, when you look back at the, the first four games, kind of leaving non-conference, going to conference, the question that you asked yourself is, are we getting better or are we staying the same? Or are we getting worse? And uh, we're definitely not where we want to be, but I am pleased that I feel like we are getting better after playing a very difficult non-conference. I think Brian told me we're the only team in the country just played three teams that are currently ranked in the top 25. So it is what it is. And uh, like I told our guys after the game, hey, iron sharpens iron. And you play good good competition uh, and you have adversity, one or two things happen. Either you come together and you get better or you divide. And I haven't seen, I haven't seen one ounce of this team quit. I haven't seen one ounce of this team start blaming. I've seen offensive guys in the defensive huddle. I've seen defensive guys in the offensive huddle. Um, so even though we're not getting the, the results that we need and that we want, uh, there are some uh, positive signs in that. And if we'll stay focused on improving and trust the process, then we'll get there. The big thing going into conference play, and this was what he said all along, was to have the quarterback decision made by then. It is official, even though he didn't have to announce it. And he discussed what was so impressive about Timmy McLean here. He didn't play a perfect game by any stretch, but I think he was 17 of, of uh, 24. 
and I think we counted a couple throwaways, and then we had uh, he threw one ball down low uh, that he probably should have ran there in the red zone when he tried to throw it to Mitchell Brinkman. He had a really nice pass to um, uh, Weaver that the DB made a good play on in the end zone. But uh, I think he really missed two throws the entire night. And, you know, and also the location. I think that's a big thing, being a former wide receiver, guys. The location on the balls, if you go back and watch the games, I mean, they're like right there uh, and even dropping it right over the guys. So, I mean, that, that was a uh, – you don't really have full respect for that unless you were there, unless you've been to a game at BYU. That was a very uh, intense – I mean, sitting in the locker room for an hour and a half, and my dad and I are like, man, I've never heard anything like this before. This is absolutely incredible. And uh, to be able to go out there as a true freshman uh, and be able to, to manage uh, the game the way he did, a lot of third downs, a lot of fourth downs, obviously. Uh, the biggest disappointment was the fourth and one quarterback sneak. We fumbled the ball. Uh, that was a, a critical error. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've said before, Timmy, he's got a maturity to him for a young player. Uh, for, you know, I, I know he, I'm hoping he's going to have a, a long, successful uh, career. And um, I think we're always going to look back at that first road game he had at BYU and the way he was able to move our team down. And again, second, third, second half, be able to lead us down on three uh, long, you know, two of them really long uh, touchdown drives. So uh, I think that's uh, something that has um, is, is given him confidence. And I, I think he was fourth, fourth on the offense in uh, votes for captain. Uh, right there's a true freshman after his first start. So I think that says a lot about what his teammates think about him too. So he's the guy now, no he, question. He, he's, he's, he's the guy now, yes, sir. Yeah, so and that's kind of what, what we're hoping, right? What we've kind of talked about uh, from the very beginning, kind of getting through conference play, uh, letting, uh, you know, three of the guys got some good reps and uh, really let it kind of happen on its own. Um, and really, I haven't even had to say anything to the team. That, that's the best part about it. It wasn't like I went in on Monday and said, all right, let's congratulate Timmy being the starting quarterback. They know it because of what they saw out there. And that's, that's really how you want it to happen. And it doesn't mean he has a lifetime contract. If he goes out and plays uh, poorly, we we got other guys that we feel good about too that can play. But but our plan is for him to be our starting quarterback uh, moving forward for the rest of the season. The questioner there, making it official, by the way, was Pat Zier of the Lake and Ledger. That has been his personal crusade. So that'll be the last we see of Pat. Just kidding, Pat, if you're listening. Now on to some other stuff. And of course, offense was very solid, but the defense put the team in a hole. And right now, the secondary is just so thinned out that is an issue. And it actually made him sort of joke about what they'd like to try and do on offense. But as we all know, it, he knows, too. It's not a laughing matter. We talked about uh, maybe catching the kickoff and taking a knee at the one. And then if we could run 30 plays, I kind of averaged it out, 30 plays for the three-yard gain average, I think we could get a quarter and a half in each drive. But we got to score a touchdown and then hold them, do the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, that, uh, you know, e- each year you kind of look at your team. Uh, you know, we have some talent on the defensive side. We just don't have a lot of depth, and, uh, and it kind of shows up. And it's not just kind of that game. It's not like they just all start fresh. It's when you don't have much depth, then those guys are practicing more during the week. They're being strained more during the week, and you've got to get in the reps. And then they get out there, and it just kind of is what it is. Some years I've had it where I've uh, been on teams where the defense is a, a lot further ahead depth-wise and everything than the offense, and you kind of do some things defensively to protect your offense a little bit. And, and uh, right now, the best defense uh, against uh, SMU's offense is definitely uh, to be able to uh, be smart with the ball and put drives together. It's not, a, it's not an offense that you want to go three and out and keep putting your defense out there in bad situations. Um, so there, there's no doubt. I mean, we're, we're, I'm just kind of joking about that. We're, we're working to score every time we get the ball. Uh, but we also, and also it kind of fits who we are offensively right now. We, we kind of went into the season honestly thinking we were going to be able to throw the ball all over the place. 
And then, um, you know, we kind of got in the season and kind of working through some things, and the running game has really taken off. And so I think uh, kind of our identity of where we are right now in the season really matches probably what we need for our defense. And uh, so uh, we're going to go with that and continue to, to build off of that. Just to catch you up, by the way, on why the secondary is thin, and this will carry us into a comment that I didn't play on yesterday's program, but perked my ears when he said it on the football radio show first. Here's what Coach Scott had to say about the secondary Tuesday. Without getting too far in details, uh, when you come in your first year in a program, you, you set a culture, and then if um, certain guys, you know, maybe that's not a good fit for them, then they kind of exit. And so when you make those decisions, some of the decisions we made last year, uh, those decisions weren't made for the best interest of this season. They were made for the best interest of this program moving forward and setting our culture. So if you kind of go back, we're missing some guys because of that um, last year. And then uh, injuries, you know, we've just, it's just kind of, hopefully we can get over it. But, you know, there's been uh, four or five guys there in that, that back end that, that we've, uh, that we've missed, and we talked about. I think at the beginning of the year, we thought that was going to be a strength for us uh, with Will Jones and Christian Williams and some of those guys added in. But you know, it is what it is. You just got to keep uh, moving forward, and uh, you can't can't slow down or complain. You just got to make the best decisions you can and and move forward. But you know, unfortunately, college football is not like the NFL. If we're in the NFL, we could go to free agency and, and bring somebody in here and and uh, be ready to go by Saturday. But uh, here, you got to do the best you can. And then ultimately, I think for us, uh, being able to, to build depth uh, in the offseason through recruiting, and it sounds like there's a chance that this um, the, uh, extended cap is going to pass where you get seven additional to your 25. So we may be in a position where we can bring 32 new players in uh, next year. But you know, those are things that you can't uh, do until after the season. But uh, yeah, our goal is definitely to, to have more depth uh, than where, where we are right now. Yeah, you heard the first part of that clip. This is towards the end of his two segments of the radio show where he hinted that they had to deal with more than just building up the talent base last year. It has. It's been challenging each and every week. And, you know, the, I'll give the guys credit. They show up each week and go to work. Uh, we haven't – maybe last year we had to do deal with some attitude and behavioral issues, uh, culture issues. Uh, we've had none of those. I mean, these guys uh, have really done a good job of showing up each day and going to work. Mm-hmm. Back to the press conference, and this was in response to my question about how SMU, yeah, their quarterback leads the country in touchdowns by five over the second-place guy, but they also have a pretty good running game. And it got from there to a very interesting change that they made this week in practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got two guys. I uh, <laughs> I was in the hotel Saturday and was watching a little bit of their game, and they had like two quick touchdowns. I turned the channel, started watching something else. Uh, I didn't want to get distracted for the BYU game. But yeah, they, they've got uh, outstanding uh, team speed. I mean, but they got a, a one-two punch that running back. Um, they, they, they made TCU look like they were standing still in several of those uh, runs. So uh, they've recruited extremely well. Um, and, you know, they're, I think they're running for 220 a game and throwing for 330 a game. So, I mean, you talk about like the ultimate balance uh, for your offense. Um, you know, they, they do a really good job and definitely uh, present some, some problems. Big thing for us, you know, is uh, the missed tackles. You know, and that's something that uh, continues to, to be a problem. And, and um, you know, we started tackling live for the first time against some of our scout team guys this week in practice. Uh, you usually don't like doing that uh, because your depth and all that. but. Uh, we felt like we just have to, uh, to to really improve our technique on tackling. And and um, so we, we had a good day of tackling. Coming up in this segment, you'll hear what Mikhail Point had to say about the need to go 
to live tackling. A lot of interesting stuff, though, from Jeff Scott, so just a few more from him. First of all, on how, again, those long drives are kind of a different spin on what they had planned on doing. They wanted to go tempo. They started the year tempo, tempo, but have had to slow things down because they want to basically give the defense more rest when you only have 16 healthy guys or 16 guys that they think are ready to be on the field. So impressive stuff from Charlie Weiss changing his ways in essence. I think Charlie's done a really good job. I think if you really study us, and we still have a long way to go offensively. Uh, we're, we're not anywhere close to where we want to be. But I just think the creativity, you know, when, when you go into uh, a game and, and uh, maybe there's some matchups that might not be in your favor, then you have to be creative a little bit and just seeing some of the things we did with some of the tight bunch sets and some different little wrinkles. Um, you know, their coach gave us a pretty good compliment after the game just about our offensive game plan and some things. Um, so, you know, I think uh, Charlie and that staff have done a good job of, of doing that. And, again, you're doing that with a, a freshman quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of new plays <laughs> that we hadn't ran earlier this year that we ran out there on that, that scene. But you know, all of our coaches understand you know, as we're kind of going through it, what, what's best for our team and what we do. And there are certain times that we do go fast, and it can be kind of a change-up for you, and you find times. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a, you know, also time for being able to run the ball and uh, wear the, the defense down a little bit. Uh, I felt like we were able to do that a little bit in the second half, and that was uh, where their defense down, and that was in our favor. Today being the day that the coordinators speak, you'll hear from Charlie and Glenn on tomorrow's show. I also have a chance to talk to Charlie and Glenn for our pregame interviews. More from Coach Scott, naming the captains. This was a nice little bit of news in his opening statement. Um, with the, the four non-conference games being over, getting ready to go into conference play, uh, we voted on permanent captains uh, for the season. I let the players vote on that. Uh, so each each uh, player uh, voted on Monday. And uh, we, we had four captains. Uh, offensive captains are Brad Cecil and uh, Demetrius Harris. Defensive captains, Mikhail LaPointe and Dwayne Boyles. And uh, those guys have uh, really done a good job. And uh, I know they'll uh, do a great job uh, leading us uh, forward. And last one from the head coach. Yeah, we're into conference play. What's the outlook going into the AAC portion of the schedule? Really important. I mean, I think you can look at our non-conference schedule uh, for the next five years. uh, Pretty aggressive. Um, You know, but for where we are right now, uh, we need to show improvement in our conference, right? You got to kind of like Bobby Bowden used to say back in the day, you know, first of all, you, you early on you lose big, then you lose close, then you win close, and then you win big. I mean, that's kind of the, you know, maturation of, of your program, um, you know, how, how it usually happens. And uh, hopefully we are got past those first two stages and we can get over the hump and get to those last two stages. Uh, but, yeah, there's no doubt uh, conference play. Every game's important. We treat every game the exact same. But I think for our guys to know that we're turning the page and uh, we're going in, into conference play and, hey, it's, it's a new season. We're zero and zero. Our goal is to go uh, one and zero this week, and uh, you know ultimately uh, one of our our big goals is to win the conference. And at some point we will, uh, whether that's this year or in the future. Uh, I'm confident that we will. But that's 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 the step we have to get to before we worry about anything uh, past that. Now on to a couple of those captains had a lot of great things to say, especially Demetrius Meech Harris, one of the guards on the outstanding offensive line. By the way, Dustin. Hall has moved over to right guard and played a lot. Your tackles have been very solid. Donovan Jennings and a guy that doesn't get talked much about but has really taken over as starter on the right side to Montre Jacobs. And, of course, Brad Cecil, another captain in the middle. Before we get to his reaction to being named captain, let's stay with the strong schedule strand and the line of the day 
there were some candidates, but I think Meech wins for naming what they could have gone with as an opponent. Uh, Coach Scott was saying, like, you know, we could have played smaller teams, uh, Icky Bicky State, you know. Uh, <laughs> we could have we could have played that, but it's like, what 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 good what good what what good does that you know do for the team? I mean, if if you want to be the best, you got to play the best. So we we go out and play uh, NC State on the road, who just who just knocked off the top ten, Clemson. You go play a Florida, who just lost a, the number one team, Alabama, by two points. You go out and play. BYU on the road, so um, nobody else on our schedule is better than those teams that we just played. So it's like, okay, that's that's the t- that's the toughest that that we're going to see. So it's like, okay, yeah, we didn't win, but it's like, hey, if we can do this against the best competition in the country, what can we do uh, in our conference? Not not knocking our conference, but it's like those teams, like those those are really good teams that we just played. Just the confidence, just going into it, like. like I can't, I can't wait to fly out to Dallas and, and, and play SMU, so really really excited. First of all, it will now forever in my life be icky-bicky, not itty-bitty. And second of all, thank you, Joy Johnston, for following up with this question. You know where icky-bicky stays located? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Meech has got a lot of laughter to him and a lot of great stuff. He spoke about how loud the crowd was and how they were able to silent them briefly in Provo. Uh, it was electric. I mean, that's, that's what you play for when you come to college football. I mean, just, it was packed to the brim, you know, 60,000 plus, loud. Um, I, I remember vividly, like, one thing I'll never forget, uh, that fourth and one uh, when, when Mangum scored and we made it a, a one possession game. I mean, we going into the student section, fans going crazy, and we scored and, and, it, and it, it got silent for a second. Fourth and goal, two wide receivers right, Dallison in motion. They fake to him, they give it to Mangum. He's fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting, and there's no signal yet. There it is, touchdown. You know, so that was that was big, and it was, it was also big, you know, no pre-snap penalties the entire game because from the time we pulled up to the stadium to until the clock hit zero, it was electric, it, like the fans were going crazy. So it, that just shows the discipline that we have as a team. Um, that we had no pre-snap penalty, so that was that was huge. I think we've belabored the point, but it's worth belaboring how that atmosphere was handled by a freshman quarterback. What does a senior leader on the team think about the young freshman? Timmy's special, man. Timmy's special. Timmy, 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 Timmy's going to take this uh, this program far. Um, when he came in as a as a uh, early enrollee, I saw it in him. From 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 day one, from from January, and just seeing just seeing the the development from January through spring ball, throughout uh, summer workouts, throughout camp, and now actually seeing it in the game. And I man, he's he's so poised. It's like like the moment's not too big for him. Uh, almost like he's been here before, you know. And uh, like we, we he's, always he's always had it. And uh, he's quiet. He's reserved. He's soft spoken. But I mean, you you can't you can't you can't tell in his style of play. Uh, he's composed. He's, like I said, he poised in the pocket. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't let he doesn't let the the moment get too big for him. And he's he, he's just him. Like I said, like he's he, he's going to be real special. You ever see him emotional or lose his cool, or does, does he ever show that side ever? Not, not like oh, it's not over the top. So like if if he misses a throw in practice, like you know he'll he'll get upset about himself, but he won't we, we he won't get super down because we'll pick him back up like hey. We know you can make that throw. Like we trust you. Um, if, if he misses uh, a read in, in the um, in the in the game, 
hey, go get it next time. You know, like we, we trust in him um, because he's made us right. He made us right so many times against BYU. I mean, it was – y'all saw it. <laughs> y'all saw it. I mean, like, he's special, man. I think we could all see that, but it's great to hear somebody who's actually on the field kind of acknowledging that. Now, on being named one of the team's captains, it sounds like something that Mitch Harris was biding his time and perhaps being groomed for. I mean, a lot. I mean, it means everything to me, uh, having the respect for my players, for my coaches, um, you know, just being voted team captain, working my way up from a, from a freshman all the way up to a, a senior, uh, having the respect from my, from my peers, this, that means a lot to me. Uh, that means that, that, that they trust me, that they're going to lean on me, so, I mean, I, I don't take it lightly. The way I was raised, I've always raised, uh, I, I've been raised to be a leader like my entire life from little league through high school through, uh, through college. I've always been, always been a leader. Waited my turn, I, I came in as a freshman, I, I waited my turn and I just, I learned from everybody and I, I took the good, I took the bad and uh, what I know and then I just, you know, kind of make, making my own. So I wasn't necessarily say it, it, was a, it was a goal of mine, but it was just, just a byproduct of me being myself and everything that I've, that I've learned. So while the senior from Jacksonville, who had a big fumble recovery, by the way, that second field goal drive that got the Bulls back to within two scores could have been over real quick, but for him falling on a fumble. So good job from him. Now to the kid from Armwood High School, who was a little bit more surprised at being named one of the stars, although very appreciative, talking about safety, Mikaela Point. I was surprised, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it, but, you know, I'm, grateful and I appreciate all my teammates thinking that highly of me uh, but we definitely could have had a few people in this position uh, Dad Magnum, Mitchell Brink and just a few names to name. You gave pretty thoughtful answers and I started to realize he kind of had this presence about him and I thought he reminded me of somebody <laughs> I finally figured it out just listening back to some of the clips. Rondé Barber doesn't he sound a little bit like him? Of course, plays the same position. Wouldn't be a bad guy to aspire to be. A couple more from Makai. First of all, again, very thoughtful on how tough the injuries have been on the team. And then finally, in answer to my question about how they needed to go live with tackling in practice. It's been a challenge, not going to lie. Uh, injuries have definitely played a key part in that. But, you know, with the help of Coach Spencer, you know, we got a few veterans um, with Smoke and Brock. And Matt's been coming along as well. So, and we got a few young guys and uh, Jaden Curry, and then we got uh, Tamarcus Simpson coming along. So, it's been an adjustment, but we've been working through it. I feel like we definitely need to do that. Um, it's always good to get live reps during practice from time to time because you know, doing thud during practice, you don't always get the same look that you need to get when game time comes. So, you know, getting that live look during practice definitely helps. So yeah, that was almost enough to fill up a normal half-hour show, but today we're going a full hour, three parts, and we'll close out the hour with a brief version of the conference proceedings around the Americans. So later on, Bulls Beat here. We'll talk about tonight's big soccer match, the War and I for at Corbett. We'll also recap what men's golf and women's golf did. But next, Brian Gregory from his press conference and my thoughts on day one of both basketball teams getting practice underway. Stay tuned. This is Bulls Beat.